Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. In this camp, we're going to learn about the goodness of God. And I just want to be clear to you that this teaching is very important to all of us now and forever. The purpose of this series of teaching, but the whole purpose of this teaching series is to help you understand that our God is the good God. Number two, you will have faith that He is good. He's not good for Himself, but He's good for you. And three, we will learn how to walk by faith to receive the goodness of God all the days of our life. Monday through Sunday, 24-7. We learn how to tap in to the goodness of God all the days of our life. So we're going to receive the word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God. As we hear more and more, the faith will rise up. We will be able to tap in the things that God has for us. This is the spiritual law. Even though God is sovereign, even though God is all-powerful and He can do anything, nothing is impossible with Him. But the spiritual law say that you can get as much as you have faith for. Even though God can move the mountain, but if you don't have faith to move the mountain, you will not see the mountain move. Even though God is good, but if you think that God is bad, you will never experience the goodness of God even though He is good. I learned this lately in my life as a Christian. Sometimes I wonder why so many Christians don't live a victorious life. They are defeated all the time. Even though they read the same Bible, even though we have the same name of Jesus, we have the same the Holy Spirit, the same Spirit living inside us. And the reason because they lack knowledge and they lack faith. They don't understand how to tap into what God has for them by faith. So don't listen to this teaching as a theology to decorate your brain. Don't listen to this theory as something to prepare for a test. Check, right, wrong. Don't listen to this teaching just to go and teach other people. But you listen to get into your spirit yourself, your own spirit. And then build faith until this subject or this truth becomes a reality. To your life, day and night, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, until you leave this world to be with Jesus. We get the word of God in. And we let the word of God change us to have more faith. We don't come to church just for tradition. We come to church so that we can grow. Amen? And we can grow to become more like Him. And we can get the job done for Him. We listen to the teaching so that the word of God can come in and change us to become more like him and so that we can get the job done for him. And the more faith you have, the more understanding of the word of God you have, the more powerful and fruitful you will have. Amen? So we will learn little by little from the scripture. Pay attention to what God says. Every sentence that I'm going to say today and in this camp and in this series, all important because it will change your life every sentence 
I will say. In Psalm chapter 34, verses 1 to 2, the Bible says, "I will bless the Lord at all times; His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad." Psalm chapter 34 talks about the goodness of God, and it's a very powerful chapter in the Bible, written by King David. The Bible says that we should praise God all the time. And also, we boast about Him. Why do we boast about God? Because God is good to us. Christian who cannot brag on God never test and see the goodness of God. But if you have experienced the goodness of God, you will praise God all the time. You wake up in the morning, praise God, bless God. Before you go to bed, you say, "Praise God," because you experience the goodness of God. And you boast about him. You brag on him. And some people may not like to hear you bragging on God. But the Bible says, if you are humble, you like to hear it and be glad. You like to hear what good things God did for people. You like to hear great testimony about what God did to your friends in the church. It's so exciting to hear the testimony of people. I'm so glad. I'm so excited to hear what happened when Jesse shared yesterday what happened to his trip to Thailand. I was so blessed to hear that. Jesse told me last night that he met so many Thai people in this missionary trip to Thailand, and many of them said that they listened to our CD and they got saved because of our CD. Some of them got healed or got touched in our revival meeting, and they knew about New Hope. He boasts about God. He boasts what God did in Thailand. I was blessed. I am glad to hear what God has done in the life of people in Thailand. Amen. That's why we praise God all the time. That's why we want to magnify the Lord all the time because God is good. You can see the lifestyle of people who experience the goodness of God. They tend to say, "Praise God." They smile. They're happy. They magnify the Lord. In verses three and four, the Bible say, "Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt His name together." I sought the Lord, and He heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. Should we live a fearful life? Should we live a life that full of dread, full of anxiety, full of heartache, or should we be fear-free all the time? Fear-free, no fear at all. Can we live a fear-free life? The Bible says yes. We can live a fear-free life because the good God can deliver us from all of our fears. Amen. God is good. He can deliver us from all our fears. Amen. Everyone say all. All, all our fear. How many people sometimes face fear? Maybe you go to the final exam at school. You fear that you will not pass the test. Some of you may have fear that you will never get married. You will never have a girlfriend or boyfriend. Some of you may have a fear of not having a job or losing job. God say, "I can deliver you from all of your fears because I am the good God." We don't have to live in fear as Christian. Verses five to six say, "They look to Him." And were radiant, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried out, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of 
all. Everyone say all. I like that word all. His troubles. Again, when you seek the Lord, when you praise God, when you cry out to God. I like this passage of scripture so much. When I face problem, I quote this scripture: "Lord, I praise you. I live for you. I seek you with all my heart, and I cry out to you right now. You're gonna deliver me, save me out of my troubles." And every time I begin to exercise my faith according to this scripture, the good Lord deliver me from all of my troubles. He is the good God. Amen. In Psalm chapter 34, why did this man in Psalm chapter 34 say that he had trouble? Because he say, "I am poor." This poor man, poverty, sickness, being broke, being poor can cause trouble. You don't have enough money to pay bills. You don't have money to pay gas. You don't have enough money to send your kids to school. Poverty, sickness, disease are not of God. They are not in heaven. And this man say he will deliver me from poverty troubles. In other words, the good God doesn't want us to be poor. He want us to have more than enough financially. And I believe with all my heart that our God is not a poor God. Amen. And He is a good God that He never want us to be poor and to be in lack or to be short financially. So He gonna help us to. Stay out from poverty. I believe that God can help all of His children in the church to come out from the curse of poverty and come out from the poverty trouble. Verses seven to eight, the Bible say, "The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear Him and deliver them. Oh, test and see, the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in Him. Oh." Test and see that the Lord is good. In another translation, the Bible say, "Come and find out for yourself that the Lord is good. Amen. Come and test for yourself. Come and put that in your own mouth and test it that the Lord is good." So the Lord encourage all of us: Come, test and see that I am good. And I'm gonna help you, and I'm good all the time. Let us say, "The Lord is good." The Lord is good. After this camp, after you listen to this series of teaching, I pray that you will come to the conclusion, you will come to the place that you have faith that in your heart you believe and believe and believe without any shadow of doubt that God is good. Without a shadow of darkness, He is completely and excellently and perfectly good all the time, and He is good to you, and He want to bring goodness to your life all the time. We need to come to that point of our life that God is good all the time. Amen. The problem is that Christian don't know God very well. But the more you know God, the bigger He is. The more you know Him, the better He is. I can guarantee He is better than what you know now. He is extremely, perfectly good. But in your own mind, in your own soul, you think He is this good. But actually, He's better than what you know. 
And next year, he's going to be still better than what you know next year. And even 10 years from now, how much you know, he's still better than what you know. He's that good. He's so perfectly good that your brain may not fully understand, but each year goes by, we should know more that he's good and better than last year. Amen. He's a good God. Amen. He gets bigger and bigger and bigger every year. He gets better and better every year in your own mind, in your own soul. So that you will be ready to receive the goodness of God. You'll be ready to tap in by faith, to walk in the goodness of God every single day, all the days of your life. And you will be able to experience and test and see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Psalm chapter 27 verse 13, the Bible says, I would have lost heart unless I have believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I prepared this teaching for one year now. The more I study, the more I read, the more I prepare the teaching, writing the lesson, the more excited I am. And now I have more faith than last year about the goodness of God because I'm studying Talking, praying about it. The more I know the scripture about the goodness of God, the more excitement I have. And now I get up and excited every morning that today God is going to be good with me in surgery. Today God is going to be good with me, to me, in, in me, and through me in my office. God is going to be good in me, through me, and through me in this camp. I'm excited. Sometimes I'm so excited I could not sleep at night. Pastor Dano, lately, usually when I put my head on the pillow, I just, within one second, I just fall asleep easily. Lately, I'm so excited about the goodness of God, thinking about the goodness of God, and I toss and turn, wow, God is so good. I am thinking about the goodness of God because the faith rises up and you think about the goodness of God all day long. He delivered me from all of my fears. He delivered me all of my troubles. He's such a good God. And the angel of the Lord encamped around my family, myself, my work, my church. He's a good God. Amen? Because he's good, he does good things to you. Because he's good, he does wonderful things to you. And the more you test the goodness of God, the more you desire to repent, the more you desire to follow him and serve him. The Bible says that the goodness of God leads people to repentance. If you notice in our church, New Hope, I don't lead the church by legalism. For example, don't put makeup on, don't wear jeans, don't do this, don't do that. Because it will make people run away from God. It will make your children run away from God. My faith in the Bible is that I rather bring people into the goodness of God. And when they experience and test the goodness of God, they will love God more. And they will repent. And they change anyway. You don't need to put the law, 10 law in front of them and say, you want to be a good member? Do this, do this, do this, do this. And they look at the law and they say, forget about it. I'm leaving the church. I cannot handle this. is too much for me. No, things come from the heart. And the heart will be melt when people experience the goodness of God. Therefore, I never lead the church legalistically. It never works. Legalism is of religion, not of God. For God... He brings people into his goodness. Amen? The devil knows that. The subject of the goodness of God is so important because it will lead 
multitudes of people into the kingdom of God. It will lead people into repentance. It will change people's life completely. Therefore, the devil has lied to the body of Christ. He put out wrong doctrine about God. God is good. He loves people. He wants to show his goodness to you. He doesn't hate you. He loves you. Amen. Don't listen to the lie of the enemy. If you listen to any teaching that will portray that God is not good or God is bad, don't listen to that kind of teaching. Because actually, God wants to do good things. God never knows how to do bad things. God doesn't know how to do bad things. God only knows how to do good things. Because he doesn't have even a little bit of bad in him. Amen? Verse 10, the Bible says, The young lions lack and suffer hunger. But those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Because God is good. If we seek him, we will never lack any good thing. Is sickness good? Is poverty good? Having enough money good? Yes. Having enough money is good or bad? Good. Being healthy is good or bad? Good. Having a good family, good or bad? Good. God said, you will not lack any good thing. You notice the Bible say the young lions. When we see the picture of young lion, you see a picture of a very strong and very fast and healthy lion. And the Bible says even the young lion can lack and suffer hunger. Even though people are strong and smart and intellectual and young, a lot of energy, a lot of strength, they can make mistakes, they can get into trouble financially, they can get sick, they may say that I'm strong, but the strength can fade away quickly. They say they're smart, that they're not smart enough, they still make wrong decisions. The only person that knows everything and never gets worries and never gets tired and never fails is the good God. That's why the Bible says that no matter how strong you are, no matter how smart you are, no matter how young and healthy and strong you are, don't depend on your own strength like the young lion. Come to me. Seek me because I'm the good God and I'm going to help you because I have all the knowledge. I have all the understanding. I never fail. I never get very. I never get weak. I will help you and you will never lack any good things in your life. Come and seek the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul. And I will help you all the days of your life. Amen? How many people say that from now on I will seek the Lord? From now on I will fear the Lord. Amen? How many people believe that He can deliver us from all our fears? How many people believe that He can deliver us from all our troubles? How many people believe that He can give us so much good that we will never lack any good thing? Amen. Hallelujah. Verses 11 and 12, the Bible says, Come, you children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. If you notice, Psalm 34 talk about a few things here. Fear the Lord, seeking the Lord, and crying out to God. Praise the Lord. This should be the lifestyle of every Christian. Praise God all the time. Seeking the Lord all the time. Fear Him. Fearing God means to hate sin and to make God happy. We don't want God to be unhappy with us. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Who is the man? Now is the question. Who is the man? Who is the woman? Who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? You see the word good many times in Psalm 34. Good God. God is good. Not lack any good thing. And see good 
in your many days of life. The Lord is asking you right now from this scripture. How many people want to live a long life? Raise your hand up. How many people want to die young? Raise your hand up. How many people say, "Yes, I want to live a long life, but I just want to exist, but pain every day, poor every day, go to hospital, see doctors all the time. I just live a long life, but in trouble all the time." How many people want to live that way? No. The Bible say, "How many people desire life? Mean long life, love many days, mean many more days. I expect to live at least 120 years with Pastor Da." We always have a conversation. Who gonna die first between me and Pastor Da? And I will say that, oh, I think I die first. You live longer. And she say, no, 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 I die first. But we make a decision that we're gonna live together 120 years and long life. Amen. And I and Pastor Da see ourselves at 100 years old, still traveling all over the world, preaching the gospel. I don't accept being old and being weak. Amen. Because the Bible says that he may see good, not only long life, not only many days of life, but also good days, not bad days. Can we expect the good God to give us many good days of our life, long life and good days, not troubled, not sick, not poor, not weak. Can we expect to live a long, good life to the old age? Oh, good age. We sit on the couch and the Lord just take us away, say, your time is over. You're going to be in heaven right now at 120 years old. Amen? We can do that. Only we are fully persuaded that God is good. And God desires good for us. And God can give us many good days of our life. It's about faith. It's about understanding who God is and what God can do for us. God is good. And His will is good. And He does only good things. Bad is not of God. God's will is not bad. God's will is good. Amen? So when any bad thing happens, don't blame God, blame the devil. Amen? Don't blame God. When bad things happen, instead of blaming God, you turn around, you listen to the sermon, build faith, build faith, build faith, build faith, until you tap into the goodness of God, and the goodness of God manifests in your life. The principle, don't complain, and don't attack God when bad things happen, because God never does any bad thing. Don't blame God. You tap into his goodness by faith. Verse 34. How many, okay, let me ask one more time. How many people want to have many, 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 many days? Raise your hand up. Those who don't raise hand, you mean you want to die soon? How many people want to have a long, good life? Raise your hand up. Good, 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 good. Oh, praise God. This is what you need to do. Verse 13. Keep your tongue from evil, and your lips from speaking deceit. Evil is a religious word. Today, in our current language, we use the word bad. So, the Bible says, keep your tongue from bad. Don't say bad things. Don't speak bad words. Don't speak deceit. 
Keep your tongue away from bad words, bad comments. If you say all the time, "My life is bad," it's gonna get worse. If you keep complaining and talking bad about your own situation, it's gonna get worse and worse and worse. When you talk bad, you're gonna feel bad. You're gonna look bad. You're gonna act bad, and your life is going to be bad. So, what is the key of living a long life? What do you do with your tongue? Keep speaking good. Amen. Keep speaking good. You may be in a bad situation right now, but should you speak bad? No. You can speak good in the midst of troubles, in the midst of storm, at the bottom of a barrel. Even your situation is so bad. You wake up in the morning. I'm fine. I'm victorious. I come out. I'm rich. I'm strong. I'm victorious. God is on my side. I'm good. Every day, in the midst of bad things, speak good all the time. Since I studied this lesson and I practice it, oh, it really changed my life big time. Really changed my life big time. Something bad happened to me. I get up. I don't speak bad anymore. I speak good, and Pastor Da can be my witness. We begin to practice that at our home. We keep speaking good, speaking good, speaking good, and the things start to change because we don't speak evil to ourselves. We keep speaking good. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah! I want to encourage you from now on. Build this habit. Keep speaking about the goodness of the Lord. Keep speaking about victory. No matter what you're facing, no matter what you see, the gas price go up. Don't say, "Oh, bad! I will not have money to pay gas." Trouble, trouble, trouble. Don't say that. You say, "I'm rich. I'm fine." Oh, this is cheap. This gas is cheap for me. Easy, easy. Not big deal. Amen. Don't look at the number on the gas and four dollars. Oh no, I cannot eat latte anymore. I cannot go to Starbucks anymore. I have to pay more gas money. No, you'll be fine. Amen. Speak good. Speak positive. Speak faith. Speak victory. Speak healing. Speak health. Speak prosperity. Speak. Good things, because your God is a good God. How can God stay on your side if you keep speaking against Him? He's good, but you keep speaking bad, and you look from heaven. He doesn't agree with me. I'm a good God, but they keep speaking bad. How can I help them? Because they ordain to themselves the bad things happen all the time. Life and death is in the power of the tongues. Amen. So when you wake up. I shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Before you go to bed, I will see the goodness of the Lord in my life. I will test and see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Don't complain. Don't speak negative. Amen. If you want to live a long life. Having a lot of good days. Some of you at 90 years old, you still have one good day after another and after another at 90 years old, and you still ride the bicycle around the block and singing, "The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength." You still happy? 
while your neighbors at 90 years old could not even walk out of their home, they lost their memory, they could not remember their kid's name anymore, that you look still healthy, look young, look strong, riding the bicycle, singing praises song to God at 90, 95 years old, 100 years old. And they will come and ask you, neighbor, I want to know what kind of special formula of your diet that you look so young and healthy and strong like this. And you look at that face and say, my formula is Jesus and his goodness. His goodness. Keep me strong many good days of my life. Amen. Therefore, watch your mouth every single day. Watch your mouth. Don't speak negative. Don't speak defeat, sickness, and poverty. Speak only the good things from God. Verse 14, the Bible says, Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. So the Bible says that if we want to live a long life, we want to see the manifestation of the goodness of God, what do we need to do? We need to depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Don't cheat. Don't go out to do bad stuff and pursue peace. When people quarrel in your office, when you have conflicts in your care group, you're the first one who say, let's sit down together and let's make peace. Let's forgive one another. Let's talk and resolve this issue as soon as possible. Be a peacemaker. Don't be a troublemaker. Always bring peace everywhere you go. Resolve the conflicts and the issue. And God say, I will show my goodness to you. Everyone say, I am a peacemaker. I'm not a troublemaker. Don't go to care group and church and gossip about people. Make people hate each other. Talk bad about people. Don't get mad at people. Be peacemaker. Resolve the problem. Resolve the conflict as soon as possible. Verses 15 to 16. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. And verse 17 say, The righteous cry out and the Lord hears and deliver them out of all their troubles. Wow, the Bible emphasizes again and again how good the Lord is. The Lord is not supporting evil things. If you want the good God to show goodness to you, you need to walk in the goodness of God as well. You cannot support evil practice. You cannot support corruption in your company. Pay your taxes. Don't cheat. Don't do anything wrong. Don't support bad things because if you want the goodness of God to flow, you need to stay away from evil talk and evil practice and practice peacemaking. And then when you cry out to the Lord, the Lord will help you. Everyone say, the Lord is good. All the time. The Lord is good in the morning. The Lord is good at noon. The Lord is good in the afternoon. The Lord is good in the evening. And the Lord is good at night. And the Lord is good everywhere. And the Lord is good now. And the Lord is good in the past. And the Lord is good in the future. And the Lord is good all the time. Amen. Because the Lord is good, He never have a bad day. And if you are filled with the good God, you will never, never have a bad day either. You have only good days. When I say that, I don't mean you never face troubles and trials and hardship. Even in times of trials and hardships, and difficulties. You still, ha ha ha, ho ho ho. You still have a good day because you have faith that the Lord is good and He will deliver you 
from all of your troubles. You can smile, you can laugh, you can praise God in the midst of the troubles. Amen. Because the Lord is good, and you cry out to Him, you are righteous. You don't support evil. You don't speak evil. He will deliver you out of all of your troubles. How many people believe that God can lead you into all victories? No matter what trouble you have, He can lead you into all victory. Second Corinthians chapter two verse fourteen say, "Now thanks be to God who always lead us in triumph in Christ." Everyone say, "Always." What does it mean, always? It means always. All the time, God is good all the time. So, in conclusion of the preaching today, if you want to see good days, you need to watch your mouth. Don't speak evil. Don't speak bad. You may have a bad day, but you don't need to have a bad day. The bad day is yesterday. Today, you can have a good day because you have faith that your God is a good God and is good all the time. In the bad day, in the bad situation, He can deliver you out of all of bad troubles. And any kind of trouble—financial trouble, health trouble, relationship trouble—all kind of trouble, God can release you, deliver you from all of them. The Bible says in verses 18 to 19, "The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart, and saves such as have a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all." How many times you heard the word "all" in this Psalm chapter 34? How many times you heard the word "good"? Many times, and all many times. Not just some. All. What does it mean? All. When God. <laughs> Do you think when God asked the psalmist to write the word "all" in there, it really means something? It really means that He is good all the time, all day long. He can save you and deliver you from all troubles every day. In every situation, everywhere, all the time, we can be an overcomer all the time. And how we can do that? We need to have faith that God is good. We tap into the victory and the goodness of God. We can test and see and experience for ourselves the goodness of God by being fully persuaded in our heart that God is good and speak about it all day long. That God is good. I pray that you will be fully persuaded and have faith that God is good. Amen. Amen. Let this truth rise up in your spirit to the point that you come out from the place of lack and trouble into a place of no lack of any good things in your life. Amen. Amen. Let us pray, Father. We thank you so much, Lord, that you teach us about your goodness in this camp. We believe, Father, that your people will receive your word and build their faith up to the point one day they have no doubt, even a little bit of doubt, that you are good all the time, and you only do good things. Your will is good, and you want to give us good things. You never means bad to us at all. And we can tap into your goodness by faith. Help everyone who listen to this teaching to come in and experience for themselves the goodness of God. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's give the mighty hand of praises to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Everyone say, God is good, God is good. all the time. God is good to me. 
God is good to my church. And turn to the person next to you and say, God is good to you. I believe. I believe. I'm convinced. I'm excited. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for your word. And we believe, Father, that you will help us to receive the revelation from the Holy Spirit. The light of God shine upon us so that we can understand the goodness of God. This subject will be so clear to us, Lord. And we will have faith in your goodness, Lord. We thank you so much in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Psalm chapter 34, verses 18 to 19. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saved such as have a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Psalm chapter 34 describes the goodness of God. If you notice, God's side, he is good. He loved to deliver people from all of their fears, all of their troubles, all of their afflictions. The Lord hears the righteous who cry to him. The Lord is good and he loves to do good to his people. But on our side, as the righteous, we need to fear God. We need to depend on the blood of Jesus. You become righteous not because you are good people. No, you are righteous by the blood of Jesus. You become righteous because of the righteousness of God, by faith. No one is righteous enough to become righteous. We all have flaws and mistakes. But because of the righteousness of Jesus comes upon us, then God looked at us. He didn't see us. He saw Jesus upon us. So he called us righteous. And when we come to him, we can trust him. We can depend on him. That all the troubles and afflictions can be wiped out by the Lord. Because of his goodness. Because he is good to us. When you read this scripture, you can see the Bible say all. I don't think that God put the word all just for fun. I believe he means what he say. That he can remove all of our afflictions. All of our troubles. The question is, can we win every time in the battle? Can we have victory every time? Can we come out from the trials and hardships every time in victory? I believe the answer after you read the scripture, the word all. We can every time. Victory belongs to us all the time. But the key is we need to have faith in his goodness so that we can depend on him and trust in his help. Amen. Why so many people don't believe in divine healing? They don't believe in divine healing. The main reason because they don't believe in the goodness of God in the area of healing. Why so many people are against the teaching about prosperity or coming out from poverty? Because they don't understand the goodness of God in the area of God's provision. I want to tell you that the gospel or the good news doesn't only cover the area of forgiveness of sin. I became a Christian in the evangelical church. Then I joined the Southern Baptist Church. They're all nice people. They teach the Bible. I love them. I still contact my Baptist missionary pastor. We love him dearly, the couple. 
Actually, Father's Day, his birthday, Christmas, I and Pastor Da send money to this couple all the time because they are so dear to us and they really changed our life a lot when we were new believers at that time. But at that time, the only thing we know is that salvation or the good news is about the forgiveness of sin. The goodness of God is about not going to hell and go to heaven. And God forgive me and God love me. But later on, after we come to know God more, we see the goodness of God. We begin to understand that the goodness of God covers every area of our life, including health, family, work, finances, ministry, protection. The goodness of God is involved in every area. So we need to trust God in His goodness in every single area of our life. Amen. And we can draw the goodness of God into our life and He can manifest His goodness in every single area. Everyone say, all areas. All areas. Healings. Provision. Protection. We need to understand that goodness of God cover every area of our life. And we don't have to worry about anything. God loves us so much. He's a good God. And we should know His goodness. What is the definition of the word good when we read Psalm chapter 34 in the Hebrew language? The word good means many things. Number one, it means pleasant. It means beautiful, excellent, rich, well, appropriate, beneficial, happy, right, honest, and honorable. When we say God is good, it means God is pleasant. He's mine. He's happy. He's not grumpy. He's not moody. He is pleasant God. He is beautiful. He is excellent and rich and well. And He knows what is appropriate. He behaves appropriately. And everything He does is beneficial to our life and to people around us. He's a beneficial God. He's right every time. He is happy and he is honest. God will never lie. God never say something wrong. He never make up story. He is honest and he is very honorable. Everything he does is honorable, right, happy, beneficial, and excellent, appropriate, well-to-do, rich, pleasant, and good. Every good thing is in him. That is all about the goodness of God. Amen? And if you read the scripture carefully, if you read the whole Bible, you notice that the word good is mentioned in the Bible hundreds of times. I don't believe that God put the word good in the Bible hundreds of times accidentally. He has a purpose. He wants to emphasize that we need to know that he is good. He put the word good in the Bible so many, many times. Even from the book of Genesis. When we read the book of Genesis, it starts with the word good as well. Let's look at Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 and 3 and 4. The first four verses in the book of Genesis talk about good. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light, and it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. God is real. God is honorable. 
and he has personalities, and his personalities are good. He has his ways of doing things, and his ways of doing things are good. We need to know his personalities and his ways of doing things. And if we want to describe what is inside God, if you can have a X-ray machine or some kind of microscope, look through him to see what is inside him. You will see what inside him is perfectly good, absolutely good, no mistake at all. Good is not inside of him. Good is his character, and from that inside of him, he knows exactly how to make a good light, how to create the good creation. He knows exactly what to do on the inside of him as a good God. And this is the way he operates. He know inside. He has faith on the inside of him. What is the best? What is good to come out in creation? What did he do? He spoke it out. This is the way we should operate as well in this life. We should follow the example of God. We need to keep accumulating, storing up the good word of God on the inside of us. Let the Holy Spirit fill us. Store up the good Holy Spirit on the inside of us more and more. Store up the good word of God. So until we know exactly what is good on the inside of us, and then what we do, we speak Amen. the good things out of our mouth. After He spoke, the light came on. After that, He said, "It was really good." God make the good light inside Him. There is good, and there is no perversion in Him. There is no deception. There is no evil in him. There is no dark side in him at all. No darkness. No perversion. No deception. No lies. No bad things in him. He is absolutely, completely good. Even when he gets angry, and I hope that he won't get angry with you and me. Even when he gets angry, his anger is good. Amen. It's a good anger. Not like human anger. Sometimes human anger is nasty. When he judge, the Bible say his judgment is good and right. Everything he says, everything he does is good, because there is no bad on the inside of him. So everything that flow out of him is always perfect, is always good, is always right, and we should allow him to. Manifest His goodness in us, bless us, until His goodness can manifest outside us to the point that everyone can see His goodness through us. How many people say, "I want to allow God to put the goodness into me"? Amen. Amen. Let Him bless you. God is so good. What blesses God is to see that His goodness can work in the people's life. He's happy to see people blessed. He's happy to see people healthy and strong and prosperous. He's happy to see you fruitful. He is so blessed to see that you are blessed by Him because He's a good God. He doesn't want to see you in trouble and hardship. He loves you. He wants to set you free from all the troubles and hardship. He's a good God. That's why the Bible says in Micah chapter seven verse eighteen, "You will not stay angry with your people forever." Because you delight in showing unfailing love, in NIV the Bible say, "He delights in showing 
mercy. God is happy to show love to you, to bless you, to touch you, to heal you, to deliver you from all of your fears, all of your troubles and afflictions. He's happy to show mercy to you. He's a good God. Can you see God that way now? Can you see God, your God, that way that He's smile and happy when He can bless you? When I went to Thailand and in the big revival meeting, we have about almost 1,000 people in the big hotel. And when the Holy Spirit filled me up to lay hand on people, if you videotape me, you will see that I was smiling all the time. I look at people. This is true. When the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, the good Holy Spirit, was working in me, and I look at people, they're all beautiful. They're all good. And I feel the love of God. And I was smiling, even though my legs are tired, my hands are tired to lay hand on. Uh, in Thailand, I have to lay hand this way, both sides, because so many people. I have to left and right at the same time. They line up, people face each other. So I have to lay hand right and left like this all the time to get to 1,000 people at the end. And some of them come up three times. They want to use me to the best they can. They come up to the line three times. But when I lay hand, I was smiling and happy. I never feel a burden at all. Not pass aloud. But the Spirit of God on the inside of me was so happy to bless people, to make people better in their life. Can you think about anybody in your life that you can call good people? Can you think about any name in this church or in your church that you can say he is good and she is good? When you think about somebody that you can say or label he is good, you think about a person who always want to bless you, do good to you, and want to come and help you. Is that right? You don't think about A person as good when that person always demand you. Can you do something for me? Can you talk nice to me first? Can you bless me first? You don't think about that person good. But anybody who's happy to help you, love you, bless you, buy gift for you, give to you, you thinking about that person. He or she is a good person because that is the nature of God. God loves to give. God loves to bless. God loves to manifest His goodness to people, and we should let God manifest His goodness in us and through us. And the manifestation of the goodness of God should be so much, so much, so much, so much until it overflowing, overflowing, and swelling, swelling. The goodness of God in our life so much swell, 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 and break out into touching other people. The goodness of God so much that we cannot hold on anymore. We have to let it go to touch other people. Amen. Do you know that every good thing that you allow God to do to you is the way that you can witness to people? Let me repeat one more time. Every good thing that you allow God to do to you and in you will become a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to have a lot. Of the manifestations of the goodness of God, so that we can be a big witness to the non-believers, and when they see the goodness of God in our life through our life, they will say, "Whoo, God is real. God is good. I want to join you too. I want to be in the church. Amen." 
We should not go to them and say you have to come to church, otherwise you go to hell. That is not the way to witness to people. You witness to people by saying, "My God is a good God. Look at me. Look at the witness. I'm a living witness right now. You can see that the goodness of God is in me, and it's well so much that you can see it with your own eyes. That God is so good to me. Amen. God is good, and He is real. Genesis chapter one verses nine to ten. The Bible say, "And God say, 'Let the water under the sky be gathered to one place, and let dry ground appear.' And it was so." God called the dry ground land, and the gathered waters He called seas. And God saw that it was good. Wow! The word "good" seemed to be a favorite word of God here. He repeat again and again and again. Why the word "good" is a favorite word for God? Because it describes what is inside Him. It describes His will. What he likes and what he does, he does good. His will is good. He likes good. He loves good, and he wants to do good. He created the dry land and the sea, and they're all good, wonderful. The original plan of God is that the whole world is good. There was no hurricane. There was no tornado. There was no monsoon and tsunami and earthquake. When God created the heavens and the earth, the land is so beautiful, perfect, and good. The sea so beautiful. He did not create devastation and destruction and death. The atmosphere was perfect. It was not too cold or too hot. The ecosystem was perfect. The weather was perfect. Every time I thought about perfect weather, I was thinking which one is right. Because in the operating room, I always turn. The temperature up to 70 degree, and my assistant, who is a PA, always turned down to 65 degree, and we keep fighting every week, every Monday and Wednesday. I turn it up, and then he turn it down. So after a while, I start to get shaking. 65, but he love it. He oh, 65 is wonderful, but for me, 65 is too cold. I love 70. We kept fighting every week about the temperature in the operating room, but I think God take my side. I think 70 is the best. Because I'm a Christian, he's not. <laughs> I'm just joking about the story about temperature. <laughs> Hallelujah! And I told this story to my wife, and she said, "Tell him you're the boss." <laughs> the world that he created was good. It was not too dry. It was not too hot. It was not too Wet. It was perfect. The humidity was perfect, and he did not create the death and destruction in this world. Why do we see all the destruction, hurricane, tornado, death? All this happen in the world. It's not God's will. God's original will is that the creation was good. No death, no destruction. But what happened is that Adam and Eve sin against God. Sin entered the world. If they had not had any sin, they would not have had any death and destruction in this world. After sin entered the world, the plan of God was twisted. We began to see death and destruction. God wants to bring back His original will to the believers. The good land, the good weather to us, 
and eventually at the end we're going to see the restoration of the garden of eden and the original creation of the world again amen now we're going to have it in our life by faith but at the end when jesus comes back to rule the world for 1000 years the garden of eden going to come back to the world again genesis chapter 1 describe the original perfect will of god everything was good the last chapter of the bible revelation chapter 22 describe the end time that the perfect will of god will be totally restored revelation 22 1 to 3 and he showed me a pure river of water of life clear as crystal proceeding from the throne of god and of the lamb in the middle of its street and on either side of the river was the tree of life which bore 12 fruit, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations, and there shall be no more curse. But the throne of God and the Lamb shall be in it, and his servant shall serve him. Verse 4, And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, no sorrow, nor crying, there shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Eventually, we're going to be in the new heavens and the new earth. Perfect, good, will be totally come back to the earth again. But from now to Revelation 22, how we're going to get the original plan of God back to our life? The goodness of God. God created everything good. How do we do that? By faith. We need to have faith. That God's still good today in the midst of this fallen and sinful world. And by the blood of Jesus Christ, we are cleansed and we become righteous. And we have the right to claim and to speak and to draw the goodness of God into our life. That we can live a supernatural life that the non-believers would look at it and say, God is real and true to you. Amen? By faith, we can have the goodness of God. Because of man's sins, the curse came into the world. But because of our obedience, the blessing and the goodness of God will come back to us. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Destruction is not the will of God. Death is not the will of God. Curse and sorrow are not the will of God. Poverty and sickness are not the original will of God. There is no sickness in heaven. There is no curse in heaven. There is no sorrow in heaven. There's no tear in heaven. We must draw that goodness of God back into the world, into our life, into our family, into our marriage by faith. Amen. James chapter 1 verse 17, the Bible says, Every good gift, everyone say good. good. Not bad, good. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights. With whom, written carefully, there is no variation or shadow of turning. In another version say, there is even no shadow of change. God is so good all the time. God is good in the morning. God is good in the evening. God is good at night. Even you wake up in 3 a.m., God's still good. Even you are in the bad situation, God's still good. And there is no variation. God is always good. There is no bad thing in Him. And there is no even 
a shadow of change. No matter what happened to you, no matter what happened to people around you, there's no change in God. God is still good. God was good. God is still good, and God will be always good, and always, and always, and always good. Never change. No variation. Amen. No shadow of change. He is always good. Unbelievers try to find happiness by getting drugs and drinking alcohol. They get high. They pay money. They try to look for happiness. But as Christians, we don't need to get drugs, get drunk, get high, buy drugs anymore, because we have the good God on the inside of us, and the good God and give us true happiness. Amen. We don't need alcohol. We don't need drugs. Because the good God gives us the good feeling, the good emotion, the happiness on the inside of us. He created us good. Amen. Genesis chapter one verses eleven to twelve say, "Then God said, 'Let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it, according to their various kinds.' And it was so." The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kinds. And God saw that it was so so. It was good. He made trees, and there was no bad things in the tree. There was no sickness in the tree. The tree that He created was good. Amen. Why don't we see good today? A few reasons. Let me give you three or four reasons. Why we still see death? Why we still see destruction? Why we still see disappointment and problems and defeat in people's life, even Christians? Number one, because we have a freedom of choice. We make a choice, and when we make a wrong choice to disobey God, we open the door for destruction and bad to come in. Second reason. Because in this world there is still devil and there are demons that come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. So many Christians are so ignorant of the work of the enemy, and because they are so ignorant, they don't know how to close the door on the enemy, and they allow the enemy to come in because of their choice, and they get into problem. So the goodness of God cannot be manifested. Three, the third reason, because many Christians don't have faith. In the goodness of God. Number one, they make choice, wrong choice. Two, we have the thief who come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Three, because we lack faith in drawing the goodness of God into our life. So, what should we do? Make right choice, obey God. Two, shut the door on the devil. What Adam and Eve should have done in the Garden of Eden at that time, when the snake or the serpent come and talk to them, what they should have done is it, devil. Get out of here! I am not going to listen to you. Unfortunately, if an Adam listened to him, when the devil tried to step into our door to come to kill and to destroy, we should say, "Get out of here! You have no place in my life, in my home, in my family. I'm not going to yield to you." And three, we need to build faith, listening to the word of God about the goodness of God. About the power of God, about the blessing of God, have faith in what Jesus did for us, so that we can walk by faith and see the manifestation of the goodness of God. Amen. Amen. Genesis chapter one, sixteen to eighteen. God made two great lights: the greater light to govern the day, and the lesser light to govern the night. He also made the stars. 
God set them in the expanse of the sky to give light on the earth, to govern the day and the night, and to separate light from darkness. And God saw that it was good. Verse 20 to 21. And God said, let the water teem with living creatures. Let birds fly above the earth across the expanse of the sky. So God created the great creatures of the sea and every living and moving thing with which the water teems according to their kinds and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Was he good? Because it was good. He created everything good. There's no bad thing come out of him. Everything he made was good. Praise God. And the creation, the sky, the moon, the star, show his glory and his splendor. Verses 24 to 26. And God said, let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds, livestock creatures that move along the ground, wild animals each according to its kind. And it was so. God made wild animals according to their kinds, the livestock according to their kinds, and all the creatures that move along the ground according to their kinds, and all the creatures that move along the ground according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let us make man in our image. What kind of image? Bad or good? good image in our likeness and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over the livestock over all the earth and over all the creatures that move along the ground and verse 27 say so God created man in his own image in the image of God he created him male and female he created them God bless them when Adam opened his eyes God breathed life into him when he opened his eyes the first word that Adam heard was not curse or bad or failure. What was the first word? I bless you. I bless you. The blessing is the first word that Adam heard when he became a living man. And the Lord said, be fruitful, increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over every living creature that moves on the earth. Then God said, I give you every seed bearing plant on the face of the whole earth. Every tree that has fruit with seed in it. There will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds of the air and all the creatures that move on the ground. Everything that has the breath of life in it. I give every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw that all he had made. And it was very Good. <laughs> God created this and that, the land, the sea, the animals, the creatures, the birds, the, all the uh, sea, life. And after he saw all of these things, he looked, he's so happy, he smiled, he said, it was very good. And then he rested on the seven days. It was very good. Everyone say, I am good. Because God created me good. Amen. I know that my wife is good. For sure. Amen. We're all good. Because God created us. Did we see cancer in these scriptures? Did we see back pain in this scripture? 
Did we see tornado and hurricane and earthquake? Did we see tsunami? No. Everything that God created at the beginning was good because God is a good God and He does good things and very good. Everything He made was very good. Let's continue to read a little bit more. Genesis two eight and nine. Now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east in Eden, and there He put the man He had formed. And the Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eyes and good for food. In the middle of the garden were the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Why did God create the tree of knowledge of good and evil? Let me explain about this a little bit. Because in order to know that a person really love or not, or commit or not, that person need to go through a test or a choice. The same thing when you go to school, the teacher want to know whether you really know the subject or not. What does he do? He put you to the test. God put Adam and Eve to the test, whether they really love God or not, love Him or not. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil was a test, was a choice that Adam and Eve need to make. And the devil was so cunning. He came to Eve and said, "You know, it's good to take that fruit because then you will know good and evil." Think about this. Actually, before Adam and Eve took that fruit and ate, they did not miss anything. Everything they saw was good. The weather was good. The atmosphere was good. The animals were good. The trees were good to eat. Everything was good. They all know about good. Only thing they knew at that time was good. Did they need to know evil? No. They did not miss anything. But the devil was so cunning. Hey, why don't you know evil too? In this world, people spend millions of dollars to make movie and write book to explain the depth. And the detail how to be evil, and people clap their hand. Wow, good job! You make such a good movie. Show how to kill one another, how to beat each other up, and people spend all this money to learn about evil. I want to encourage all of you. Please don't spend too much time and money learning about evil. You should not be expert about evil. You should spend more time learning about good. We don't need to know evil. Amen. We should know about good. Because our God is a good God, don't listen to the devil anymore. Learn the technique of how to kill people, how to hack into somebody's email. All these are evil. Don't learn about those things. Learn about to do good. Because God is a good God, we should know about evil as little as we can. Don't follow Adam and Eve. Try to know about evil. We will not miss much if we don't know about evil. We know only good. That is enough. Amen. Let's look at the last passage tonight. Genesis two ten to twelve. All this scripture that I read, Genesis one and two, was the original plan of God. The original plan of God is that God is good, and God make everything good, and God want to bring that original plan back to us. Everything must be good. A river watering the garden flowed from Eden. From there, it was separated into four head waters. The name of the first is the Pishon. It winds. Through the entire land of Havila, where there is gold, the gold of that land is good. Aromatic resin and onyx are also there. God say the gold is good. What does the money represent? 
the dollar in your pocket right now. What does it represent? It represents gold. Is money good? Money is not evil. Gold is good. Money is good. But money can be used in the wrong way. Good people like you who have the good God can have a lot of good money to do a lot of good things. Point to yourself. I'm a good Christian. I have a good God. God is going to give me a lot of good money to do a lot of good things. Amen. How many people like that? <laughs> to have money is not wrong because gold is good. When you see bad people use money to do sin, it doesn't mean that money is not good. When you see people use internet to put pornography, it doesn't mean that internet is not good. We can use money, gold, internet, technology to do good things, and we have the right to do that. God give all these things to us to do good. So I pray that God will give you good health, good money, good days, long life, good, 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 good all the time. Because He is a good God all the time. How many people from now on expect good from God? How many people from today on say, "My God is good," and He give me good. He does good to me, and it is gonna well up that other people will see the goodness of God, and they shall believe that He is real. And he is good. Let us be witness of the goodness of God together. Let us humble ourselves to receive the goodness of God. Let us believe that God wants to do good to you. He never plans to do bad to you. He never planned to kill to destroy you. He planned to bless you. He planned to give good things to you. Let him do it. Let him do it. Let's believe it. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah! <laughs> Tomorrow we're gonna learn the sermon called "Loaded with Good." How many people want to be loaded with good? <laughs> This morning and tonight we learn that God is good and He's good all the time. Good is inside Him, and everything He does is good. He is pleasant, perfect. He is joyful, honest, honorable. Right, holy, righteous. He is good. Nothing bad is in him, and we can trust him. And he wants to do good to us. He wants to deliver all of us from all our troubles. He wants to deliver of us from all of our fears. He listens to us, and he is ready to show his goodness to us. Let us have faith that God wants to show goodness to us. Amen. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for teaching us about your goodness. To show us in the scripture, from many many passages in the Bible, that you are the good God, and everything you created was good, and you still want to do good in our life, Father. We thank you so much, Lord, that we can come to you and trust you, excited about you, and we can receive your goodness. We can let your goodness our life. And we can let it flow out to touch other people, Lord. We thank you so much, Lord. I pray, Father, tonight, all the business men and women, those who own business, Lord, that you will provide for them good money, 
so that they can fulfill the great commission for you. I pray for those who are employees. They will have a good job and good salary and good promotion and good customer and good boss and good favor from the boss. I pray for all the students that they will have good grades. They will be successful. I pray for all the family that they will have good marriage, good kids, good wife, good husband. I pray for all the single that one day they will meet a good man and a good woman. And they will have a good marriage and they will have a good life. And they can be witness to you, Lord, because you are the good God. I believe, Father, you want to pour, Lord, your goodness upon them all the days of their life. Long life. Many good days. In Jesus' name. And we promise you, we will keep our mouth from evil and from speaking deceit. And we will stay away from evil deeds and pursue peace, Lord. We thank you in Jesus' mighty name. And all the people say, Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Are you convinced? Are you persuaded? So tonight, may the good Holy Spirit put into you a good thing, many good things. The Bible says that He used the laying out of hand for impartation. So we lay hand to impart the spirit of the good God. And the Holy Spirit will bring good things to you. I have been in revival for many years, Pastor Da and I, and we noticed that since we received the Holy Spirit, many good things happened in our life more and more and more. And He kicked out bad things, bad stuff. He purged bad stuff out and He put in good things. Every time He touched you, He purged bad stuff out. He put good things in you and you become more and more good, have more and more good in your life. Amen. It's wonderful. He changed us so much. He kicked all the bad stuff out. And he put the good things in. That's how God works. He moves us from glory to glory to glory to glory. And you will never be the same. Some of you tonight, God may kick out sickness. Some of you, God may push out demons. Some of you may be some bad habits. And then he put in a new good habit. God may get out, get some of you, get out from some of you some bad attitudes. And give you new heart new spirit. You may hate somebody and God say, I'm going to kick out the hate and can give you love so that you can love your neighbors and your enemies. Amen? The more the Holy Spirit touch you, the more good going to come into you. That's how God works. God put the Holy Spirit upon us so that He can impart the good things into our life. And we need to come to Him in humility. God give grace to the humble and God opposes the proud. Humble yourself to come to God and let Him touch you. Let Him put the good things into your life. Amen. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. To a more gathered in your name, I live.